you're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast, hosted by Fatima Abuchi. Episode 12, Situational Agility. Agile is not prescriptive. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Agile Ideas podcast. Today we're going to be talking about situational agility. Now, I was very fortunate recently to speak um, or to run a webinar, co-host a webinar for the Agile Business Consortium. The Agile Business Consortium has actually been around, for those who don't know, since 1994. That's over 25 years as a source of truth for Agile. And if you think about that in comparison to the Agile Manifesto that came out in 2001, one of the signatories of the Agile Manifesto is in fact the um, co-founder or founder of the Agile Business Consortium. So when they asked me to host a situational agility webinar and talk about how Agile is not prescriptive, I was really, really flattered and very, very excited to be part of something so important. And I think the reason why it's important is because a lot of organizations are getting hung up in being very prescriptive in the application of Agile ways, processes, methods, etc. And I think what we need to realize And what I've come to realize, and I think others are as well, is that how you apply Agile in your organization or in your team or in your business needs to suit the situation that you're in at the time. So in today's webinar, sorry, in today's podcast rather, similar similar to that of the webinar, we are going to talk through the problem with prescriptive Agile, uh, talking about defining situational agility and how to apply it in your situation, in your organization, your business or your team. And then actually sharing some insights and learnings that I've learned over the years and some examples of how those learnings themselves may be beneficial so that other people don't repeat the same mistakes. But when we think about the problem with being prescriptive, well, why is it a problem? Well, first of all, with any change, in any organization, it doesn't know, does not matter how big or small the change is. You need to get everybody on the same page. With many organizations running very silo driven, it's hard to get alignments on the basics, let alone on a whole way of working, which really agile is. It's a you know a whole way new way a way of working. And so I think that although there are practices that you might employ in agile that are ceremonial practices such as stand-ups, the concept itself might be prescriptive, but the execution shouldn't be. And I think that being prescriptive with your Agile is actually not going to be beneficial because what might work for one organization may not work for others. And when we think about the problem with implementing Agile prescriptively, well, first of all, there's still a lot to learn about it. You know, some organizations and teams are in their infancy of understanding. When we think of larger organizations that have, you know, multitude of teams, different departments, different divisions. When we think about the teams that are in delivery and the teams that are outside of delivery, you need to understand and be aware that they often don't understand each other's worlds. That is, teams that are running projects in the delivery world are not really familiar with how operations runs and the pain points that are faced in the operational world. And likewise, in operational teams, they're not used to working in projects, so they're often going to struggle to understand delivery concepts and new ways of working. So it's really important to ensure that we're all drinking from the same water fountain to minimize misunderstandings. 
We need to think about what level of maturity that we're in, what previous attempts may have failed, and not only think about the theory, but actually how we can practically apply Agile in a way that suits the situation. We need to make sure that we are applying not only practical application through experience and learnings, but also taking note that once you once someone goes through training, that's not enough to assume that they're going to know everything. You actually need to put it into practice. So when we think about Agile, we need to consider that Agile itself is not prescriptive. It's not a means to an end. It's a continual development exercise and it has a number of integration of learnings. And there's a, diff- a lot of different methods and approaches that you can take to actually integrate learnings as you go when trying to implement Agile ways of working. Think of, think of it as lessons learned, but rather than waiting to the end of a delivery or an implementation or a rollout, you're actually taking those learnings and integrating them back into what you are developing. Remember, Agile is not a destination. It is, an, it, it, it is in fact, a journey. So I think people and organizations alike need to stop wasting so much time on debating what Agile means, what the manifesto says or doesn't say and how it should be applied, but rather think about how your previous experience, your organization, your role in the transformation, your company's maturity levels, your past mistakes, how all of these things come together and really think about how you can modify the situation you're in so that you can start to integrate agile practices to enable you to drive value and get the benefits as well. I think that also when we think about agile itself, that like any other framework or methodology or approach, you need to apply it in doses. Agile implementation should be done iteratively. It should be something that is thought about and understood as to why you are trying to do it. Sometimes in organization, there's a very top-down approach with any large transformational change. But I think organizations need to take a moment and actually think about that from the bottom up as well. We need to think about how we can get not only larger organizations, but even the small ones to start implementing aspects of Agile in a way that they can test and learn along the way. We don't want to go from zero to 100 because that has not been proven to work. We need people to be able to adapt to these new processes, these new ceremonies, these new methods, these new, you know, new ways of working in a way that they can absorb and put into practice what they are learning. Because if they're not able to put into practice, then they're going to probably be frightened by the change. They may be change fatigued or in many instances, I've seen organizations that have pushed their people so far that those people have decided that the organization is not for them or maybe what they're trying to achieve is not the right fit for them. And so rather than spending you know, an, a multitude um, of, of, of ways and, and spending a, a lot of time implementing practices and techniques, why not spend the time to consult with the people that are actually going to be receiving them? And that are actually going to be involved in implementing, executing and, and embedding them into the organization. So when we think about the problem with prescriptive agile, it's all about taking, taking it for gospel, cookie cutter approach. And actually these things are not, not going to work. 
the frameworks that exist are varied. There is a lot of different methods. There's a lot of different approaches that are out there and they're growing by the day. But what you need to think about is despite what the framework might tell you, these frameworks are written in a, in a fairly generic way, assuming that every industry is going to apply them in the same way is not the right thing to do because as we know, every industry and organization is different. So I would say rather than thinking about prescriptive framework, think about practical execution. Think about how you can take what you need in doses from the framework and applying that to your organization's situation at hand. Now, when we think about situational agility, there is a lot of different perspectives um, as to what it is. For me, I think situational agility is about being able to be adaptable to the situation at hand, to be flexible, to work dynamically, and rapidly implement change that fits with the organizational behavioral behavioral profile, including the ability to implement short-term for long-term wins. It's about understanding how the big A agile and the small A agile come together. And for those of you who aren't aware, Big A Agile refers to things such as, you know, the manifesto, Kanban walls, increments, SDLC, backlog, say, all of these terms that are part of methods, frameworks, processes that all exist within Agile world. But when you think about small A Agile, small A Agile enables organizational change and business agility. It enables things like growth and mindset, being responsive, efficient, being adaptable and collaborative, being dexterous. And it's also methodology agnostic. And I think that's what we need to think about as well, is taking the time to think about how we can be not only thinking about the big A agile, but also the small A agile, because these things are critical to our understanding, to in order us to apply agile practices and principles in an open and transparent way. Doing so will enable us to think about how we can take business agility forward And smart organizations themselves actually understand that. Smart organizations are already trying to do things like cut through verticals. Situational agility means we need to cut through the verticals. One of the common misunderstandings of agile management is people will often see it as a technology solution, but it's not. It's actually an approach to running an organization. Resolving complex problems, regardless of what problem you are trying to solve, requires continuous collaboration and continuous collaboration, not just in between your your people, your staff, your employees, but actually across the internal silos and also across interaction with customers. So it's more about working smarter rather than harder and doing more work in less time. Doing so because you're cutting out all of the bullshit, all of the rework and all of the duplication. Taking the opportunity to bridge those gaps, looking at things as a whole, holistically top down and bottom up. Doing so enables you <clears throat> excuse me, to think about things such as how, how you can bring those, bring those customers, those employees, and those internal silos together. You know, looking at things like co-designing, for example, co-designing solutions, working with teams, bringing delivery people into operations and operations into delivery. Think about how you can generate more value from less work. And you can do so if you eliminate duplication and introduce more consistency. So when we think about applying situational agility, there's a lot of different approaches that you can take. But effectively, you need to, first of all, understand how you're going to improve your organizational culture. Because organizations themselves need to respond more effectively to 
the dynamic evolving nature of their organizations. And they also need to understand that situational agility is largely behavioral driven, which means you need more of the small a agile and you actually need people power. Your people are going to be this, the heart of everything that you do. People power is at the heart of agile. Forget the tools and the ceremonies and the processes. It's all about the culture and the people. So you need to start building good behaviors and setting expectations early on. And you can lead by example in order to create that appetite for change. As executives and leaders in in this space, you need to think about how you can improve the culture by introducing clarity around your vision. Think about how you can introduce the right type of leadership and the shift of governance, starting with clear communication and making sure that your team and their teams understand what the vision is. More often than not, there is a question that can be asked, and I ask this question in a lot of organizations when I go in to do maturity assessments and and see where they are and understand where their gaps are in order to help them. And often I will interview personnel and ask them what the vision is of the particular department or the organization itself. And more times than not, they actually don't know. Now, this may not be for lack of trying, but maybe for the lack of awareness around how the message is communicated. We also need to think about how we provide that support system. And in order to enable the change, we need to make sure we understand the differences between strategic side of the change as well as the tactical side. And making sure that we include everyone along that journey. Doing so with things such as, you know, this, there's you know a lot of agile coaches out there and a lot of um, am, uh, ambiguity can be removed by ensuring that people are clear and have clear set expectations. Introducing feedback loops, understanding what's working and what's not. Do we need to try something else, for example? There's also the core principles that you may choose to follow. In Agile Management Office, we utilize what I call as the AMO three C's. The three C's are consistency, coordination, and collaboration. And they are critical to the success of every engagement that we undertake. And also remember, at the end of the day, we're all working in the organization as one for the same common goals. So we need to make sure we are clear on those commonalities so we can drive stronger organizational outcomes. Because working out what works for you is really, really important. And as I said earlier, you need to think about what's going to work for the situation that you're in. You need to think about how you can collaborate more and build a culture and an environment that makes people feel welcome and open to open to speak transparently, to share their mind and to tell you things aren't working. Because you won't know if something's not working unless people tell you or you go through the trial and error and learnings along the way. But the most important thing, most important thing is to take the learnings and actually then reintegrate them into the next iteration or the next sprint and the next you know, months ahead for your journey. When we think about how organizations are you know, responding with this increased wave of Agile, in some organizations, and, and speaking to um, CIO Executive Council uh, last year, I had the privilege of asking the question to a group of CIOs as, as to how they were responding to the, the increased wave of Agile towards, I guess, the PMO functions, the governance space in which their, their governance is taken care of in, in many instances. And most of them said they were downsizing. Um, 50% said downsizing. 
33% felt that they didn't need governance anymore, or at least not in that function, and so they were dissolving. And then the last 17% were actually ignoring the problem. So I think that it's really important to make sure that you understand how your organization itself is going to respond to these changes in order to drive the best outcomes. And remember, if you make mistakes, the beauty is that you can learn from them. So you need to think about what are the mistakes that you've made and how you can learn from them. And when applying situational agility for your organization, think about how you can take take the principles and apply them incrementally to the situation that you're in. Think about how you can bring others on that journey so you're not micromanaging the change from the top. Remember, it's not a journey, it's not a marathon, it's not a race, it's actually a journey. So hopefully that's been helpful for you today. And I hope that you can look at situational agility with a different lens moving forward and applying that in your organization moving forward. If you have any questions about situational agility or anything else I've discussed on any previous podcast, would like to know more information or would like to get in touch, you can do so just by contacting me via LinkedIn. Just search for Fatima Abuchi, that is F-A-T-I-M-A-H. Surname is A-B-B-O-U-C-H-I. Until next time, I hope you feel that you have learnt or been inspired from something that we have discussed today.